Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and this is episode 122 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today I'm joined by Lucas Kaser, and we talk about our week two start sits, waiver ads, and our trade segment, All In, Check, or Fold. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Heading into week three here, Lucas is back. Once again, we are going to recap Monday Night Football real quick. I did not get a chance to do that on Ballers and Stallers on the previous episodes. We're going to recap Monday Night Football between the Browns and the Jets, and then we'll get into uh, the preview of each game, some start-sit decisions, and break down our waiver ads as well as our all-in check or fold. Lucas, how are you doing? Doing good. I uh, lost in the listener league, but we'll bounce back. I think you won, (laughs) didn't you? I did win. Yeah, I, I had a nice bounce back this week. Uh, last week, I got, I got uh, absolutely creamed by um, the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. My, my boys, Chris and Alex, who I had on the podcast last week, uh, they're going to be back uh, in the future. They couldn't make it this week, but they'll be back on as well. Um, great guys. Uh, make sure you check them out. Good homies. But um, yeah, they put up a 200 spot on me. Um, okay. And I, I, I lost by like 35, uh, what, 65 last week. But I... Uh, I was closer to about 170 this week. I did get the W, so I evened out it at one and one. So we're looking good there. How are you doing overall after two weeks in fantasy? Are you uh, you feeling good? I know that you got some dynasty troubles. Uh, dynasty, we're a work in progress. But I'll say those drafts, or like the way I kind of approached those, were sort of in a rebuild mode. So I'm kind of embracing that. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have any 2 and 0. I have one 2 and 0 redraft league, I believe. Besides that, they're all 1 and 1. So I, I'm not 0 and 2 in any of them. So I'm sitting average. Attaboy. I'm in, uh, I'm in five leagues. Um, that's, my, that's my absolute cap. Uh, I've never been in more. I won't be in more. Uh, five is my, is my tops. Uh, so I'm in five leagues. And this week, I went 5 and 0 across the board. So I felt yeah. pretty good about that, which is nice. Um, but let's, uh, let's jump in real quick, man, and recap. Uh, Monday Night Football, I know we're a couple days late at this point, but I didn't get a chance to do it as I did the uh, Ballers and Sellers late. I actually recorded that episode as I was watching the game. Um, so really quick, man, the Browns, uh, Browns get a big win at home against a makeshift Jets offense, losing Sam Darnold to Mono, obviously, uh, and then Trevor uh, Simeon. I mean, it looked like he snapped his ankle in half, but he walked off the field somehow. Um, and then they bring in uh, Falk, who's their third-string quarterback, who actually looked pretty good. He was 20 of 25. Le'Veon Bell had a decent day. Uh, Robbie Anderson had a nice day, but nothing to see about Jamison Crowder and the rest of the Jets' uh, offensive defense didn't do much. Big game out of Odell Beckham, uh, but the rest of the Browns were pretty slow as well. Any uh, particular highlights um, that you want to mention from that game? I think – I guess three things, kind of if I had to think about it. So one, Nick Chubb needs to get more passing work. Dearness Johnson, I think is who it was, because uh, yep. Hillard was a late scratch. Got mm-hmm. like six catches for some reason. So I think they're kind of showing what role Hunt is going to have when he comes back. Like if, if I'm thinking about it that way, I just think he'll be the main passing down guy. Um, OBJ had the nice catch. I don't know why the Jets played man coverage on that play for some uh, their defense didn't play bad. Like, besides that one play, they didn't really – I mean, they 16 points or whatever, but they held them to a ton of field goals. 
So I don't know. I think that was just a missed call that led to um, OBJ's first touchdown as a Brown. And the last thing, uh, I'm trying to think. Colin Kaepernick, I think we are hopefully going to see a signing to the Jets in the near future. Oh, my God, dude. Don't even get me fired up about that. That would be amazing. Uh, huge fan. I haven't talked about Kaepernick on, on this podcast on purpose uh, for over a year. But, um, you know, as a Niner fan and just a uh, person that believes in equal rights, um, <laughs> I am a huge Colin Kaepernick supporter in all levels. And uh, I would love to see him back in the league. And, you know, we won't dive too too far into that uh, politically or otherwise. No. But no. but for anybody to ever bring up the case that that, you know, He's not good enough to play in the league anymore. Is just complete horseshit. Because you well, look shoot, at some of these clowns. He's better than Flacco. I dude, he's he, Flacco he's all day. he's better than fucking ten of these guys at least minimum. I mean, anyway, we won't go down that road. But I I like that call, man. That would be great to get him back in. I I just I really worry that there's some dirty shit going on with the owners in the NFL, and he's not in the league on purpose, and it has nothing to do with his skill. I'll put it that way. So. I would love to see that, but unfortunately the Jets uh, do look pretty beat up, man, um, and it doesn't get any easier for them. So uh, the Browns bounce back. They have a nice uh, nice win there, um, and uh, we, we will we'll see if they can bounce back uh, at home on Sunday Night Football against the Rams. That's, yeah, we'll that's going to be a real test here. <clears throat> Let's jump into our uh, week three matchup, so, man, and go through some start sits. Uh, this week, I'm going to break down a team. You're going to break down a team. Let's just go through the roster real quick uh, and just we'll let everyone know who we want to start, who we don't want to start. Right off the bat, tough game to talk about with starts or sits, really. Um, Tennessee Titans uh, travel on the road down to Jacksonville for a divisional matchup. Uh, Tennessee comes in 1-1, one one, Jacksonville 0-2. This is Thursday night football. I will take the Titans quick. Um, against Jacksonville's defense on the road in Jacksonville. I'm not excited about anybody. We did say last year on Thursday Night Football, Derrick Henry had the Derrick Henry game. Oh, my God. Am I predicting that again? Absolutely not. However, I am starting Derrick Henry at this point. Um, he is getting more, uh, you know, more carries um, and more kind of a, a ball control offense than I expected, and he's getting um, more of that offensive share uh, than he did last year. So I like Derrick Henry. I think he's a surefire starter every week, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put your expectations too high. As far as the receivers, uh, I'm not really excited about anybody um, unless uh, for some reason, um, you know, the Jags completely shut it down or something. I mean, they or have Ramsey a lot of – Yeah, Ramsey gets traded or just fucking like boycotts the game or some weird shit. Uh -huh. I don't know. But anyway, if that doesn't happen – um, there's no way in hell that uh, anybody except for maybe Delaney Walker and Derrick Henry are going to do anything in this game. So not much to see here on the tight end, uh, on the Titans side. How about the Jacksonville for you? Yeah, I think uh, Fournette, kind of the same boat as Henry. You kind of have to start him at the uh, ADP you took him at. He's actually been seeing, I think he saw 97% of the snaps last Ridiculous. week. Ridiculous. Hasn't scored a touchdown. Like, I mean, he has like 12 and 13 points in PPR. Touchdown puts him at. I mean, if he catches the touchdown, it's an extra seven points, and that automatically kind of puts him, I don't know, I'd say top 20 running backs. I really didn't look at it too much. But then people would think a lot differently about him if he scored 20 versus 13. Yep. Um, so he's a must-start. Minshew, if you have to, in Superflex, I guess. I mean, Brissett just threw three touchdowns against the Titans, but he threw for, like, it was like maybe, maybe 200 yards. You really can't bank on that. I don't think. Would you start any of the receivers? Nope. 
Yeah, Didi, if you had to, in like a flex or a second flex spot. But uh, both defenses, I would definitely start. Uh, I agree. I think the over-under set at 40, so that's pretty pretty low. Yep, I agree. And uh, it's you're totally right on Fournette. Uh, we're going to talk about him a little bit later in our um, all-in checker fold segment when we talk about trade talks. But Fournette's interesting. I've got him in uh, my league of record, and, you know, he's frustrating. He's, he's definitely got the volume, of course, but he hasn't scored yet. I think... I just have a feeling he's going to kind of do what Julio did last year, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just kind of not have those touchdowns, but have production elsewhere. People are going to freak out, trade him away, buy him low, whatever. And all of a sudden he's going to rattle off, you know, five touchdowns in three games or something and be that guy that you went for. So as long as he stays healthy, he's a must, must start, but this Titans defense and the Jacksonville defense, both are um, very solid. So I like the uh, DST starts there. Let's head in to Philadelphia and get the Sunday games underway. The Lions travel to Philly. The Lions 1-0-1. Of course, they started the season with a tie against the Cardinals in week one. And the Eagles uh, come up short against uh, the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday Night Football in a great game. Um, The Eagles should have won that game multiple times, but their entire wide receiving core is depleted. I'll let you talk about that in one second. For the Lions, um, firing up Karrion Johnson, I think he looked really good in, in week two. He's still not getting massive numbers, but he did have a 36-yard receiving touchdown. I like to see that in him in the past game there. He just needs more work. Kenny Galladay, nice big game <clears throat> last week. Stafford's looked real good as well. And uh, you're going to fire up Hawkinson, especially if you spent all your fab or whatever and went crazy with him on the waiver wire. But just realize he went from two touchdowns to, you know, one catch for seven yards. <laughs> so temporary expectations with tight ends in general, but especially rookie tight ends. Um, Marvin Jones, I like Marvin Jones a lot. I just – he looks really good. He's just not getting the target share yeah, with uh, with safe. Kenny Galladay there. Yeah, so I agree. In standard leagues, I'm a little more excited about Marvin Jones, uh, but he's a, a kind of a flex or a second flex in PPR. But um, other than that, I mean, that's that's kind of it. I'm not super excited about any Lions this week against Philly at home uh, with a big kind of a prove-it game for the Eagles here. But um, I think you're, you're starting your studs uh, for the Lions. The Eagles are real beat up, man. How do you feel about them? I mean, Wentz, I think you have to start. Uh, he sort of, I, mean, I don't know, though. Cause, I mean, he looked – obviously he got hurt, kind of a scary injury in sort of the sense that what he suffered on uh, the ribs. I don't know if he bruised him or whatever kind of happened the first time. Kind of got re-aggravated a little bit. And you could tell he was hurting. I think it was like the second quarter when McCown came in for a little bit. But then he came back in and it seemed as if he was okay. So I think you could start Wentz. Um, the running backs, unless we see a full starter, I don't think you can start them. Start them. Um, maybe Sanders, if not, yeah, I don't think you can start any of them unless it's like a really, really deep league. Um, and the receivers, Djax is out two weeks, I believe. Is that correct? Al- Alshon's out two weeks. So, I mean, you would think Al- – I don't know. You, if Aguilar. You- yeah. Or stick a white side, maybe. White side, you probably pick up and wait. I don't think you can start him right away, but Algalore, I think you definitely could. PPR for sure, because he'll at least get 10 plus targets. And then Zacherts, I think he saw 16 targets last week. He could definitely <laughs> see upwards of 20. 20? Yeah, yeah. Like he could definitely see 20 this week. Um, well, and Goddard came off the field as well. So in the first. Mm-hmm couple of minutes on Sunday night. I mean, they lost They lost Deshaun Jackson to a groin, which is just, I mean, a guy who is his whole career is based on speed. And if he's got a groin injury, he's yeah. fucked. Yeah. Um, that's not looking good. Alshon Jeffries seemingly always hurt, unfortunately. And um, Dallas Goddard came off as well. So 
they are absolutely beat up. On the running backs, I would take a stab on Miles Sanders. He's just far and away the best running back in that backfield, and I think he's going to get more and more work there, although they do use a com uh, committee if you needed kind of a, you know, a deeper flex. I like Miles Sanders a lot there just with the, the big play potential, them being at home again, um, trying to come off a, a pretty rough loss. I could see them bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Let's go into New England where uh, the Patriots will be putting up another 40-burger uh, this week against the uh, Jets. Man, the Patriots, I mean, it's week three, and looking at their schedule, I feel like 85% confident of straight-up calling an undefeated season. They have Which, plus 700 odds to go 16 and now. <laughs> what the fuck? It's crazy. Like, oh, it's, dude, and Antonio Brown's not even ready yet. I don't know, he's the like the season they had the easiest schedule, but like even if you like look at that, you're like no way they can go 16 and 0. And then every single Jets player is hurt. The Bills are okay, but they're not good enough to beat the Patriots. The Dolphins are a high school team, bro, and, and they the just Dolphins got rid are, of their only other good player yeah. in uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they're trying to rebuild, but they're trading away like the best young tackle, one of the best young DB. Like they're going to trade Kenyon Drake probably by the by the time this podcast drops. Yeah, I, I think. They, I think the Patriots probably play – I would assume they play the Steelers once, but now look at oh, – they already did. They killed them. But even if they played them now, Rudolph's out. I would think they would have – I would think there'd be a Super Bowl rematch somewhere in the schedule. I don't really know the schedule for sure. But I still think they would win that, especially if that's later in the year. Antonio Brown is going to be playing more than 30% of the snaps. Like, it's it's crazy. I, Yeah, I, I could definitely see 16-0. I'm right with you. So I'm going to bring it up here while we're while we're talking about just for – just for shits. Let's let's just go through this real quick. So, uh, beat down. First of all, they've given up three points this year. The the in two games, the Patriots have outscored their opponents seventy six to three. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, smashed on the Steelers thirty three to three. Shut out the Dolphins in Miami forty three nothing. They have the Jets, Bills, Redskins, Giants. I think they win all those games. They have the Jets again, the Browns at the Ravens. That could be a hiccup. Um, but I, if don't, the Ravens, I still don't think. Like, I don't think Lamar Jack – like, he's good. or He's playing out of his mind. I just don't see where – I'm just thinking the defense. Their, yeah, all three of their corners for the Patriots have been ranked in the top 15 for, like, PFF. I just saw a tweet on that. Mm -hmm. And I think they would just feast on Marquise Brown. Like, I mean, like, just how, like how he's young. I think they would just game plan the crap out of him, kind of like how we saw with the uh, Rams in the Super Bowl. Well, then what Belichick does, right? He takes away the best weapon. Uh -huh. So if if that weapon's Lamar Jackson, he's going to contain him, and they're going to shut down the it's corners. Hard. I mean, it'd be hard, but they'd slow him down enough to where they wouldn't score thirty plus. That I week. agree. The only reason I'm giving the Ravens a chance is it's it's at it, in Baltimore, yeah. um, in November, and it's on Sunday Night Football. That'll be a great game at the Eagles the next week. That could be interesting too. Cowboys at home uh, at the Texans. They got the Chiefs. Uh, December 8th, that'll be a good game, but that's in New England. And then the Bungles, Bills, and Dolphins to end out. So there's about three games on their whole so, schedule. Cowboys, Chiefs, Ravens might be, is what I'm hearing. Yep, that might be a challenge. But anyway, um, I'm just calling it 16-0 and 0 for the Patriots. Giddy up. It's going to happen. Make it happen. Yeah, why not? Um, so for the Jets, uh, you fire Blevion Bell because you have to. Um, I, I don't want to start anybody else uh, on the team. None of the receivers, not even – uh, Robbie Anderson, because the only weapon they have is Robbie Anderson in the past game, and they have Le'Veon Bell, and Bill Belichick will uh, shut out both of those guys. Um, I just – I'm not starting anybody on the Jets personally. Uh, we will get to our waiver ads in just a little bit, um, but I want to uh, I want to make sure um, that people are 
people are paying attention to uh, Chris Herndon oh, yeah. and potentially putting him on the on the uh, on the radar. He doesn't come back for another two weeks, but keep him uh, on the radar there. Um, Patriots. I mean, it seems like a no brainer, but uh, you know, is there? How about this? Is there anybody for the Patriots that you wouldn't start? Uh, maybe, you know, why don't you just go through the running backs and the receivers real quick. Josh Gordon, Burkhead are really the two guys that I'm thinking are on the fence. Everybody else you start, yeah. right? I think – I don't even know – because James White had a touchdown last week, but it was towards the end of the game. Michelle already took like 18 carries. I, You kind of have to start White, but I don't really know if I'd want to. I guess is kind of the way I'd put it. Because, I mean, with Antonio Brown, like I said, he played 33% of the snaps – I mean, if that doesn't go up to 50 this week, it'll at least be like 40. And then in a couple of weeks, it'll be 100. Like, I mean, he's just learning the offense or whatever. Everyone has to do that on a new team. Mm-hmm. So Gordon, Burkhead, and then I think I would sit White just because I, I think this will be a blowout. Um, and they might just take away a little bit of his reps and give him to Burkhead or something. Okay. Firing up everybody else there for the uh, Patriots. Let's move on to Minnesota. Minnesota gets the Raiders. Both teams one and one. Uh, for the Raiders, um, I am not starting anybody. I'm worried about Josh Jacobs, uh, seeing if, if he even plays. Darren Waller, you're playing because he's a tight end and he's been on fire. Um, he's the best option. Tyrell Williams is a little bit banged up as well. He's going to get Xavier Rhodes. He has no match, in my opinion, for Xavier Rhodes, who just got shelled by Devontae Adams, so he's going to be pissed. Um, Mackenzie Alexander also uh, sat out for the uh, Vikings last week. If he's back, that's going to look – even worse for the Raiders. So honestly, Darren Waller's kind of the only Raider that I'm considering playing at all. Yeah, I think Waller, maybe Williams if you have to, but Waller for sure. The whole Josh Jacobs thing is kind of interesting because he kind of went from, I mean, everyone's hero, I guess you could say, but he only had like three, it was under four yards per carry against the Broncos to now everyone's like freaking out about him. So yep. just, well, it's it's rookie running backs, man. It, and and think about it. Everybody's the exact opposite about uh, David Montgomery after a mm-hmm. week, right? Yeah. David Montgomery starts, he gets, you know, minimal carries. He gets, you know, uh, they get smashed around by an improved Packers offense opening night. Everybody panics because they all drafted him in the fourth round. I was one of them. Um, and everybody panicked. And then he comes out this week to give him the lion's share. He fucking beasts out. And everyone's like, oh, this is who I – thought we were drafting it's rookie running backs man that mm-hmm. shit's gonna happen all year all i don't, I I don't listen to that garbage it took him seven tries to get it in from the one yard line against the broncos and he had under four yards per carry so hey I'm man not, i'm not all the, the way there yet yo the broncos the broncos defense especially that d line is still all pro we unfortunately one big play to cordero patterson the 48 yard rush that was literally the only positive play we let up unfortunately y'all need y'all need a quarterback soon Hey, we got Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Um, <laughs> Vikings, uh, uh, Vikings, yep. Cousins. Dalvin Cook, best running back in the league. You got to oh start him, God. right? Yeah, him for sure. Cousins, I don't know. After last week, he's kind of scaring me. Uh, but I think I mean, at home maybe, but he's not getting any attempts, and he looks like shit, dude. I said yeah, this in the preseason. He looks terrible, and they're not giving him opportunities anyway. I mean, he's got two top 15 – real receivers in the NFL and fantasy receivers, frankly, when they let him. And, I mean, Thielen didn't do shit. And Stephon Diggs had one catch. Thankfully, it was a 49-yard bomb. But, it, dude, I'm staying away, to be honest with you, man. Yeah, Not I into it. It was a uh, – I'm trying to think. Matthew Berry was actually talking about if you can even start the Vi- like both Vikings receivers. And that's insane. Like, yeah. That, like, you don't even know if you can start them. Against uh, the Raiders, I would. Because yeah, it yeah. should be somewhat of a shootout. But, I mean – 
Yeah, I mean, dude, it's ugly. I think Diggs is probably the better play because if you watch their games, in which I do, because that's like the only games we get around here on, at 12 on Sundays, uh, Diggs had a touchdown called back due to holding yeah. or something stupid. But Saw that. He, mm-hmm. He's the touchdown dude. Uh, Thielen's not. So I think if you had to play – I mean, you should be having to play one, but if you played one, I think Diggs over Thielen would be the better bet. And that particular touchdown was down around the goal line too. So that wasn't uh-huh. in, that, yeah. that's in like Rudolph territory and it wasn't, it was digs. I actually, I watched that live as well. And yeah, and it, was, was nice it was like a rubber out. out. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. All right. Well, the, the, uh, you know, Dalvin cook, damn, my man that's is crazy. looking, looking saucy. Uh, let's go to uh, potentially the game of the week here. Uh, two, two and O teams, the Ravens head into Kansas city. This was a hell of a game last year. Oh, yeah. uh, the Raven, the Ravens had the Chiefs on the ropes the entire game, and after, <laughs> right at the very end, a little baby slant to Tyreek Hill, and he just maddened his way to the end zone and beat the Ravens late. Uh, Mahomes is out of his mind, obviously. Um, Lamar Jackson is as well. The Ravens look basically the hottest team in the league outside of the Chiefs and the Patriots. Um, this is going to be a really interesting game, man. I. I I'm really excited to watch this one for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, obviously. Uh, I'm going to fire up Mark Ingram as well, although there's a lot of mouths to feed in that backfield. I think, you know, uh, I think Hill's going to get more work. Um, Justice Hill's going to get more work, or he should anyway. He looks really good. Uh, And, you know, they have Gus Edwards as well. Um, Mark Andrews is automatic at the tight end. He's Mm -hmm. one of the best tight ends in the league right now um, for fantasy and otherwise. And, you know, you could fire up Hollywood Brown. Um, just, you know, temper your expectations. If he's not catching these bombs, which he might just do that every single week. We said it about Tyreek Hill. He had like seven Hill. targets last week. Yeah, totally. I mean, and like and he's, I think he's becoming that receiver. Exactly. And if he's going to get that work and they're going to have that accuracy. Dude, the dime that Lamar Jackson threw over his shoulder on the sideline was one of the prettiest balls I've seen so far in two weeks. He's, he's been throwing a ton. Like, it's like Mahomes-type throws, too. Like, I, it's crazy. He's fucking crushing it, dude. And, like, you know, it's it's too late to be like, I told you so, with Lamar Jackson because it's, it's the thing to do now. But yeah. um, a couple weeks – you know, months ago and last year even when he wasn't throwing the ball, I was like, dude, he won a fucking Heisman Trophy and he was unbelievable at Louisville. And everybody forgets this all of a sudden because he was a quote-unquote running back playing quarterback or whatever. Um, and then this year, I'm so stoked to see him just balling the fuck out, That's dude. Awesome. He's really good. Um, anyway, so Ravens are firing up. Uh, Ravens defense, I am sitting, of course. Um, but otherwise, I'm, uh, I'm firing up all my Ravens, man. This should be, this should be a legit sh- uh, shootout. Question for you, running backs for the Chiefs. And uh, wide receivers for the Chiefs. How are you feeling about everybody? Uh, running backs, before the injuries, I still think the answer is no. And then now with the whole Shady might be out, Williams might be out, Darwin Thompson could be a good pickup. Like, I, I would just stay away. I think there's much better options. Um, mm-hmm. Receivers, as much as I hate Sammy Watkins, I feel like you have to play him. But then he still I had did, 14 targets, man. That's true. I do think that Watkins or this week showed that the wide receiver two in the Chiefs system in the Chiefs uh, team is like a system receiver, if that makes sense. Like they just fall yeah. out because Robinson and then even Hardman had a touchdown called back, so he they both were 14 plus points. Robinson had like 30 or something crazy. I think you can play all three of them, even even though it's the Ravens defense. I think it's going to be. I mean, it's a high, it's going to be a high-scoring game. There's no doubt about that. Um, so I think you can play all three of the receivers. I mean, Kelsey, obviously. 
Okay. Let's move into Indianapolis. Uh, let's pick up the speed just a little bit here and, and buzz through the rest of these games. We've got the Falcons 1-1 one one heading into Indianapolis. Uh, the Colts also 1-1. One one. For the Falcons, Julio and Ridley, uh, obviously. Austin Hooper, I think, is a spot start if you need a tight end. Matt Ryan uh, has looked really good. Um, and Devonta Freeman, I guess, but I was fading him in the preseason. I still haven't been impressed. He's a Honestly, dude, he's a flex for me week in and week out. Yeah, this Colts maybe. defense is really solid. Uh, the uh, Falcons are off the um, on the road this year, I should say, uh, this week. Um, so Matt Ryan, Julio, and Ridley are my starters for the Falcons, and I'm, I'm fading everybody else. How about the Colts for you? I think it's just the big three. I think it's Brissett, Mack, and T.Y. I don't know. I think there's any other options. I think if you had Ebron, you definitely have picked up a tight end by now, like an Andrews or a Hawk or someone that you can definitely play over. So I'd just say the big three for sure. Okay. Let's uh, talk about your Broncos heading into Lambeau Field. The Broncos, rough loss. Uh, we won't Man. go any further than that. I know, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I dealt with it for years with the Niners. I'm trying to live in my 2-0 and glory. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, heading into Lambeau Field is going to be another uh, tough Tough situation here for the Broncos. Um, I'm going to let you talk about your boys here. I'll talk about the Packers. Packers 2-0, Broncos 0-2. This game at home, Rodgers looked unbelievable on the first, like, three drives. And then – Yeah, he finished with 14 points. I was going to text you about that. We were talking about it. And I went back and bro, 14 points. Like, what? Dude, I watched the whole game. So, I started I started my uh, – I was going to go over this, or I will go over this in the, in the TCK pod um, listener recap episode tomorrow – but I started Andy Dalton over um, Rodgers in my league of record, and I started Derek Carr over Rodgers in another league. One of those <laughs> and worked out. One of those worked out. And actually, Derek Carr ended up with like 11 points in that league, and, and Rodgers had 14. So, like, pretty close. Andy Dalton yeah. was fine because he threw a bomb to John Ross on accident at the very end of the game, but yeah. just not looking good, man. Anyway, Rodgers looked fine in the first couple of drives. Um, I wonder if there's a little tweak in his arm or something. He looked, he was kind of shaking his arm around a little bit. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Tay Adams finally showed up. He's a beast. Um, took care of Xavier Rhodes. Very impressed about that. He's automatic. Geronimo Allison did catch a touchdown, but this probably should have been a bigger game for him. I like him as a deeper flex. Uh, Valdez Scantling as well. Um, we know about Chris Harris Jr. How was the rest of that defensive back uh, oh, kind of brutal. secondary for, for Denver? Well, we signed Bryce Callahan, so I thought all things were going to be good because we lost uh, Roby, but he hasn't played once, and apparently we didn't sign anybody else for, like, a depth piece. So, um, trying to Isaac Iadam, he is so bad. Like, <laughs> he was getting – whoever who did he play the first game? The Raiders, he was getting, like, Tyrell Williams, just eaten alive by Derek Carr and Tyrell Williams. And then last week it wasn't as bad because, I mean, there's, the Bears' defense is not good. But still, like, he was letting up. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was the one that let up that last catch to Robinson. I'm not really for sure because I was so mad, but he's bad. So, if you're talking about, like, MVS in a sense, I think he would be a good play this week. MVS and Allison, uh, I'm firing up Jimmy Graham as well. I'm really starting everybody. Um, That uh, defensive line for the Broncos is nice, but I got to fire up Aaron Jones. He finally got fed. you know, 23 carries over 100 yards and a touchdown. I like that a lot. So I'm firing up all the Packers. Uh, they look to to start to oil this machine here a little bit. Um, Aaron Rodgers might be the only one I would consider yeah, I think, fading, I think to be honest. Wait. I think you would need to wait because they haven't really shown, like, they even the games they haven't played the Broncos, they aren't scoring a lot of points. And then you bring them to the Broncos. I mean, 
it's there's definitely better options. Like you could play a Josh Allen with more upside. Because I mean, what is Rogers' floor against a good defense? Like the fourteen we saw with the Vikings, or yep. I mean, like it's it's hard to tell. Yeah, absolutely. How about your Broncos? Uh, one guy, my uh, my Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> that, that is the only one you want to start for the rest of the year. He has looked amazing, man. Oh, he's so good. I don't that's, want him to retire, but he's like 32. I, it's coming soon, but I, I love watching him play. That's awesome. Well, good luck to the Broncos, brother. Uh, let's go into Dallas. Dallas uh, gets the gets the absolute cake uh, this week of playing the um, Miami – uh, what Miami Tech Dolphins oh or something? Two and zero, yeah. So so we're gonna skip over the Dolphins um, because you you literally can't play any of them. Uh, Zeke might have three hundred yards rushing this week, so you fire him up. Dak could have seven or eight touchdowns. You play him too. Uh, Michael Gallup unfortunately is gonna miss what four weeks. Um, Devin Smith Devin really Smith. bummed about that. Amari Cooper's also kind of banged up, but playing through the injuries. Devin Smith nailed it. Uh, Devin Smith. Um, was a high uh, high pick a few years ago. It's been a while. He's had injuries what, and things. Two, but, two or yep. three. Yeah. But uh, he's he's in now. I like that name a lot. We're gonna add him quick on the uh, waiver wire. And uh, Jason Witten. Don't forget about Jason Witten, who has caught a touchdown so far in each game there. But you're firing up all anybody that plays the Dolphins. You play everybody. Let's go into Buffalo, and they uh, are playing the Bungles. The Buffalo Bills two and zero. Bengals zero and two. That's crazy. And with the Bengals, um, if I have a better, a better option, I am going to sit Joe Mixon. I almost sat him last week. I played him in the list – or not, uh, not the listener league. It was another league I'm in um, with uh, some of the uh, Instagram um, fantasy football accounts. Uh, we have a, a showdown league, and I, I picked up Joe Mixon, and we drafted way early, which I hate doing. But we drafted way early, and uh, – I ended up getting some – I have Hunter Henry and some other guys that are yeah. – team's kind of brutal. But I played him this week. I actually did pretty well. Uh, but I almost sat Joe Mixon. And this week I'm going to if I have a better option. I want to see how he's actually feeling. That offensive line looks fucking terrible. The Niners are better on defense, but they're not that good. And they smashed up on the uh, Bengals. John Ross uh, is sh- fucking automatic right now. Um Tyler Boyd had a great game as well, over 120 uh, yards as well. He's going to get Tredavious White most likely, so John Ross should be uh, open down the field. And if Andy can throw it up to him, I like that a lot. So I'll I'll start both receivers, um, but I am going to sit Joe Mixon if I have a better option. And I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on Andy Dalton, although I did face him uh, last week against the uh, 49ers. How about the Bills? Uh, Josh Allen, I think, is going to be a really good – he was kind of forgotten. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, last year he finished really good, and people were like, eh, it's not going to happen again. And I think it's yep. starting to happen again, uh, in a sense. Not as not not 40-point games like he did last year, whatever was crazy like that. But uh, definitely a start. Bengals defense is bad. What did Jimmy G have last week? Like 20-some? Uh, oh, fantasy points? Yeah. Yeah, he had 297 and three. Yeah, so definitely. And they ran the ball a lot. So definitely uh, start up Josh Allen. Singletary, I it's looking like he's not going to play. I'm not for sure on the word on that. Even even if he does, I wouldn't do it, man. A hamstring is nothing to mess with. Yeah, I just I think, I'm I'm staying away. Frank Gore, dude. Yeah, <laughs> not, non not, non PPR. He's going to get like 25 carries. So I mean, you could definitely start him if you had to. And then uh, John Brown, for sure. Josh Allen definitely has a receiver now. So love it. Let's go to Tampa Bay. Uh, the Bucks. Um, trying to capitalize on a second win in a row here after they beat down on the Panthers on Thursday Night Football. They get the Giants. Giants are 0-2. Bucks are 1-1. Uh, 
Um, for the Giants, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, said everybody else. Daniel Jones is going to get his first NFL start, Ooh. which I think is excellent. He looked fantastic in the preseason. I don't give a shit if he was playing second, third, fourth stringers. He looked really good. Um, I think he's going to be great. Now, the first couple of weeks, I think he's going to get his ass kicked because he's playing on a shitty team with a rough offensive line. However, I think he will find his own, and uh, this team is better off with uh, with um, without Eli Manning. So I'm firing up uh, Evan Ingram, and I'm firing up Saquon Barkley. Of course, I'm going to fade all the rest of the receivers until I see how they gel with Daniel Jones. Um, for the Bucks, who you got over here? Uh, Winston definitely sit, I think. Even though it's a good matchup, I don't think – I don't know. It's a good matchup, but I just think what I've been seeing, you really can't start him because um, he's going to throw a pick or two, and that <laughs> offense is just – I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Godwin and Evans, you have to start. There's no way yep. you can sit either of them. Yep. Uh, Howard, I think they're in, he's in the same boat. I don't think you could sit OJ Howard unless you have, like, Mark Andrews or someone on your bench, but – I wouldn't overreact quite yet. I mean, a zero is going to happen with tight ends. It's just how tight ends work in fantasy. So I start him and maybe freak out if he does it again. Uh, Peyton Barber, yes or no? Mm, flex, maybe. I wouldn't say what running back to. I'd say flex. Okay, and wait on Ronald Jones. All right, let's go into Arizona. The Cardinals have played two really competitive, really close games, but they have lost and tied each of those. The Panthers look like shit uh, because Cam Newton is hurt, and I think they finally admitted that he is hurt after months of denying it, which is ridiculous. Um, but the uh, Cardinals 0-1-1, and Panthers 0-2 for the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey started every single week. I'm really worried about DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I dropped them way down in my receiver rankings this week because I just don't believe in Cam. Uh, Greg Olson is a surefire uh, start. We just saw uh, Evan Ingram torch um, week one and then Mark Andrews torch again in week two. Uh, Greg Olson had a great game last week, over 100 yards, kind of the lone bright spot for the Panthers. He now gets the uh, Cardinals over the middle. So I like Greg Olson a lot. Christian McCaffrey is automatic. I'm fading both receivers and I am, I mean, Cam Newton, absolutely not. How about the Cardinals? Uh, Kyler Murray. Yes. Um, I think he's kind of an auto start. We'll talk about him later too in the, uh, oh, the and check fold. Yep. Yeah. So I think he's, he's kind of an auto start. He kind of proved it last week, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, David Johnson, you kind of have to. I think his injury is okay. I don't think it's anything too serious as he came back yeah. in the game and got mm -hmm. more work. And then Christian Kirk and Larry Fitz are definitely – I think you could start them. And they're – Killing it. Fitz, man. I'll tell you, he's never going to go out of the league. <laughs> I love it, man. He's – I say this every time he comes up on the podcast. I say that he straight up, like, is one of my top five players in the entire league, has been for a decade on and off the field, just a really good, genuine, like, human being, and he's a fucking baller, dude. Like, I just – I love yeah, Larry awesome. Fitzgerald. That's awesome. Cool. Let's go into uh, the 49ers 2-0, Steelers 0-2, and in trouble. Uh, the Steelers lose Big Ben, of course, for the entire season. Mason Rudolph getting his um, first start. Now, um, I will uh, – man, I'm stoked on the Niners, and I'm over bullish there, so I'll let you do that. For the Steelers, I'm actually – in the first start, I'm not too high on Mason Rudolph because I think that the 49ers are going to be hyped up at home, looking to go 3-0. I think they beat up on the Steelers in the first game. However, I said when Mason Rudolph got drafted, and I said last year when Big Ben was contemplating retirement, if 
Mason Rudolph had an entire offseason. And if he became the starter for the Steelers, I was saying that I believed in him. And this is with Antonio Brown, of course. I thought he was going to be great. Uh, he and James Washington went to school together at Oklahoma State. I like that connection a lot. I think this actually hurts Juju um, quite a bit, actually. But uh, I like to boost James Washington. James Connors nicked up. Jalen Samuels might be an option there. So kind of a – I think this is kind of a wait and see, man. I'm going to go with Vance McDonald, who caught two touchdowns from Mason Rudolph here, and James Washington as a deep flex. you got to start Juju because he's Juju. And if um, James Conner plays, you play him too. But I would really temper your expectations here with the Steelers a wait and see. But in two QB leagues or super flex leagues, you got an extra bench spot. I would, uh, I would definitely go grab Mason Rudolph. I really, yeah, I really do think he's going to be fine moving forward. Uh, how about the 49ers for you? Uh, Jimmy G, I think after last week, they're going to kind of get their keep their groove going, but I think he's going to start getting his fantasy groove going a little bit. Uh, you kind of saw that old, what it was the six weeks he played offense back. Um, I think for sure you can start Brita and uh, Raheem Mostert. Boom. I don't even, what's the other, Jeffrey Wilson, the other one? Jeff Wilson Jr., baby. You could add him just in case one of them gets hurt, but definitely don't start him. Uh, How about the tight end? He's pretty good. Kittle? Yeah, I love that guy. I have him in like my main league. I'm just waiting for him to get like two touchdowns in a game. Like he got two oh. back week one. I'm just waiting. I'm just... Bro, he's gonna have he's gonna have like twelve for two hundred and fifteen and two here pretty pumped. soon. It's, Don't worry it's about gonna that. Happen. And then uh, Debo. I think he he was kind of one of the guys in the uh, waiver article. I think he. Yeah. I don't know if I would start him, but I think he's definitely worth worth a look as he's looked the best part uh, for the wide receiver for the Niners. Yep, Debo's my man. And uh, Chris and Alex of the Commish Fantasy Podcast last week asked me what the deal is with uh, Dante Pettis because I'm the, you know, the house 49er fan. And I basically took five minutes to not answer their question, but essentially say I didn't know. Uh, and what I did say was that two rookie receivers are better than he is. Mm -hmm. And um, Marquise Goodwin has a better rapport with Jimmy G. And that's just the case, man. Dante you, Pettis uh, is a great receiver, talented, but. Do you think hurt. he could maybe get traded in the offseason? Um, sure. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean now that now that they got these guys, if Jalen Hurd uh, is, you know, he's hurt right now, but if he's healthy and they actually put him at receiver, holy shit, dude. I mean, him and Marquise Goodwin and Trent Taylor, who is always hurt, but he's a nice, like, Julian yeah. Edelman-esque player that nobody knows about because he's mm -hmm. always hurt, but he's a Freaking great slot Kittle. receiver. And, oh, Kittle, dude, and fucking Debo, I mean, they're nasty, honestly. And, and Dante Pettis might just be like just a kick returner or punt returner. Fine. Yeah, yeah. He's super athletic. And that's what, that's why he got drafted from Washington mm -hmm. is because he fucking destroyed as a special teamer and he played receiver, but we'll see. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Dante Pettis to be honest with you, but the Niners are, are looking, are looking pretty good. Uh, let's move into Seattle. Uh, this was supposed to be the game of the week, but it will not be uh, anymore as Drew Brees, um, the Drew Breesless Saints head into Seattle. Seattle's 2-0. The Saints 1-1 uh, now. Uh, Breeze out for at least six weeks with a torn ligament in his thumb. Unfortunately, we get Teddy Two Gloves uh, to come in. Bridgewater hasn't really been super productive or played any full-time snaps since 2015. That was for the Minnesota Vikings. I made a post on uh, Instagram about Mason Rudolph and Teddy Bridgewater taking over for their respective teams. If you want to check out my takes in full, Go to Instagram uh, at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and check out those posts. I went in depth on how I feel about both those guys. I like Mason Rudolph. I don't like Teddy Bridgewater in this situation. I think this hurts all of the Saints. 
really worried about Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Um, Latavius Murray isn't droppable per se, but not startable in my opinion. Uh, Ted Ginn loses all his value because Teddy can't throw the ball more than 30 yards down the field. And uh, Traquan Smith either. Jared Cook looked lost with him out on the field. He came in mid-game. They had no game plan for him. I'll give him a break on that. And they were playing the Rams, but yikes, dude. I actually like Teddy Bridgewater a lot as a player in general, but um, I'm worried about it, dude. At least in the first couple of weeks, I think this is going to take a while for them to gel. So, unfortunately, in Seattle against uh, Seattle's defense that's fucking rolling right now, um, they're actually giving up a lot of points, and, uh, but you know they're still pretty nasty. So, um, I think the Saints are going to get beat up, unfortunately. Yeah, I think – I mean, I'm kind of mad because I took Kamara in the listener league, and it's just – Well, you can't not, be, yeah. I mean, that's the right yeah, move. We'll, <laughs> we'll see We'll see how he does um, with the whole, like, check down and screenplay uh, situation. I'm sure they won't, like, completely disregard it because you can't – I mean, Kamara's their wide receiver, too, on the team, so. Yeah, and they're going to try, but it's just yeah, – they're, it's they're hurting. A downgrade, yeah. I kind of hope mm-hmm. Taysom, Taysom Hill takes over at some point just to see what a read option offense would look like on their team. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Seattle, Russell Wilson, obviously, he actually threw three touchdowns last week, surprisingly. He kind of showed his uh, what his ceiling is for fantasy. Uh, Dude, Carson, it, sorry. No, I was just going to say, if Russell – I've been saying this for two years. If Russell Wilson played on any other team other than the fucking the, – the Ravens or the Seahawks or the Lions, he would throw – I mean, he'd be borderline Mahomes. I truly believe that. Oh, yeah, he's done. His arm, his legs, he doesn't run anymore because he just doesn't have to or he just chooses not to. Yeah. But, like, uber athletic, one of the best arms in the league. Deep ball accuracy is ridiculous. Russell Wilson's a fucking animal, dude, and they just don't turn him loose. But he's incredible, man. When he needs to turn it on, you know, he drops 303, and everyone's like, holy shit. And you're just like, dude, he could easily do this every single week if they didn't they run the ball 40 times. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry uh, to cut you off. I just I, I love some Russell Wilson, man. I just think that he doesn't get enough rep because he doesn't uh, represent in fantasy so much anymore. But damn, dude, uh, his wide receivers are killing it. And fucking, how about Disley? Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so strange. But uh, I'll go Carson. I'll get back on him. He kind of got some work taken away because he fumbled, but I wasn't worried about that. Start Carson. Don't start Penny. Uh, we got to see a complete uh, committee for that to happen. Uh, Lockett, he got one. He got one catch the first game, and then he got ten catches this week. That's so I don't get it, but it's gonna happen all year. But you got to start him. Metcalf's a stud, surprise. Absolutely. So I just didn't think it was gonna happen this early. But he is the new wide receiver two on that team. You could start him. Uh, I would say rest of season. And Dude, there was really, really quick on DK. I watched a lot of that game. Again, I, I'm a Niner fan, but I live up in Seattle Seahawk country, and I get all their fucking games every week, whether I want to or not. So I watch a lot of Seahawk football, unfortunately. Um, there, was, there was comparisons, which I agree are a little ridiculous off the bat, but with his size, athleticism, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, DK Metcalf were kind of in the same conversation. Yeah, I mean, Dude, he's fucking <laughs> – he's better than the DBs he's played so far. He's bigger. He's faster. He's more athletic and strong. And he's just ripping the ball out of the, out of the air, which you don't see a lot of, you see Julio Jones do that. Calvin uh, Johnson did that. um, DeAndre Hopkins does that, right? Like they battle for the ball and rip it down. DK Metcalf plays fucking angry dude. And, And when he grows into himself and gets healthy, he's a fucking monster. Yeah. And I think it's crazy that they still have like the, 
I would say one of the better slot receivers in uh, Tyler Lockett or could be like, – I mean, I don't even know. He probably doesn't play slot all the time, but, like, you can't focus on DK because then Tyler Lockett's burning you for a 60-yard touchdown and they have that rushing game. Like, I, they definitely have a chance, I think, to go to the Super Bowl or contend. Um, sure. But, yeah, I was not expecting a week – I mean, kind of week one, but a week two sort of emergence for him as the wide receiver two. And Disley, I think, if you really in desperate need to pick him up, I think you have to play him. I just wouldn't expect two touchdowns every week. Uh, no, don't definitely. You can't. Don't ever expect any of that shit. I mean, you know, even Kelsey and Ertz and Kittle don't give you that. I mean, don't be. Don't expect more than five for fifty and maybe a touchdown out of any of your tight ends. But if you're like off the waiver wire and you're getting two touchdowns randomly or a hundred yards out of a Hawkinson or two touchdowns out of a Disley or something like that. Like, dude, you're fucking stoked <laughs> when that hits. Just keep your expectations low oh, for tight yeah. ends always, yeah. no matter who they are. And then that's about it for them. Cool. Let's get into uh, – how about the Seahawks defense at home versus the Saints? Uh, there's definitely better options because I don't think you can sort of discount them yet because they still have Kamara and Sean Payton and Michael Thomas. But they're definitely an option if you uh, – kind of a lower-end like defense one, I guess you could say. Got it. Three games left on the docket. Let's go to L.A. Uh, we have the Texans heading into or heading uh, over to, I should say, uh, Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Uh, both teams are one and one. Um, for the Texans, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins really got uh, just humbled last week. Uh, I think they, they turn it back up against the uh, Chargers. This should be somewhat of a shootout. I'm, I'm starting Nuke every week, of course. I'm starting Deshaun Watson. Uh, Duke Johnson got outpaced significantly by Carlos Hyde. Um, I in PPR leagues, I'm starting Duke Johnson as a flex in standard leagues. I'm starting Carlos Hyde as a flex. Uh, and then I don't know, Will Fuller, I guess, but he's super hit or miss Kiki QT. If he plays, you could start him as a flex. We'll see if he's ready to go. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, the Texans, I think right now are just nuke and Watson. Uh, how about the chargers for you? Yeah, I think Rivers, you can light them up. Texas defense is showing that they're pretty bad. Uh, Eckler, holy cow, running back one, <laughs> definitely play. He, the thing is, if Gordon's out, he's going to put up two touchdowns every week. Like, it's – he got one called – or he fumbled on the one-yard line, too. Like, it's, it's kind of a given because, I mean, they have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams when he's healthy, then it's him. Because no Hunter yep. Henry – I mean, it's awesome. I've – which, I mean, if Gordon stays out, I definitely think he could be a top-10 running back. It would be basically the James Conner this year. Uh, Absolutely. Compared to last year. So, definitely start him. Allen, yes. Mike Williams, yeah, I think. Probably a flex, I'd say, because he's still kind of limited with injury. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't really – I wouldn't uh, say I'm not, I'm not starting Justin Jackson, but uh, I want to just mention him and make sure he's on people's – uh, deep waivers because if, if Eckler were happen to go down, Justin Jackson looks every bit as good as Eckler. I think he's oh, actually yeah. better, uh, to be honest with you, and um, would absolutely beast out if he got that role and all those touches. So keep an eye on Justin Jackson. Two games left here. We got the Browns trying to capitalize on that win versus the Jets taking on the Rams, who probably, you know, they may have beat the Saints anyway, but definitely get a freebie with Drew Brees going down. They travel on the road in Cleveland, Rams 2-0, Browns 1-1. With the Rams, you start your usual suspects. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, with Goff, all three receivers. Um, Todd Gurley, you keep starting them, and Malcolm Brown if you have a deep flex uh, potentially, but that's kind of a risky move there. How about the Browns? Uh, I think I'm going to – 
I'll, I'll come back to Baker because I'm going to chub and OBJ <laughs> for sure. Najoku went out, so I don't think you can yep. start him. I think you need to pick nope. someone up if you don't have another tight end. And I think kind of with Baker, I mean, I think we – sadly, I think we sort of saw, like, I mean, close to his ceiling. I mean, it's, it's not good to say, but their O-line is so bad to where they're not going to throw for 300-plus yards on a team, and they're still trying to – I mean, he gave Chubb 18 carries still. Yep. But I just think that it's kind of – I mean, it's kind of smacking people in the face with this QB5 ADP because I don't think he can put up the same numbers that um, other quarterbacks up there definitely could. So I think uh, what you drafted him, I think you have to start him this week just because the Rams, it'll be a shootout, I think, but I don't know if I really would want to. I'll give him a nod at home as well. I think you yeah, know, Baker's, Baker's going to play better at home. Uh, what's your temperature really quick before we move on, on Jarvis Landry, uh, who I think everybody would agree is a top, 20 receiver in like just talent wise in the NFL. But since he left Miami, actually not just not the target hog PPR machine that he was with Ryan Tannehill, just not doing it. I mean, three catches for 39 yards on, uh, on Monday night. Um, I don't know. What's, what's, yeah, what's your temperature like on Landry? He's not, he's like, he's like Julian Edelman with, you know, a way uh, lower floor and almost no upside. It's yeah, weird. I think you can't really start him until he proves himself. Uh, not related to fantasy, but I do think we could maybe see a trade with not – I mean, it'd be like an offseason thing, but I mean, with they have Rashad Higgins, uh, I'm trying to think, Ratley's their other guy. Like, I don't really think they have a need for his contract in a sense is what I'm trying to say. Damn. I mean, you could definitely see him maybe getting moved. But, yeah, I would not start him. Um until he proves that he can maybe get 10 targets in a game or something. Okay. Final game on the slate, man. We'll take a break and we'll get into our waiver ads and our all in checker fold segments real quick. And we'll get out of here. Uh, Monday night football. Um, we got the uh, Washington. Owen two against the bears accidentally Gross. one and one. Um, fucking lame dude. The, the bears should not have won that last game. Uh, Monday night football. This is going to be a pretty disgusting game. Um, on the Bears side, uh, David Montgomery, I'm going to start as, as a, a flex just because he's, he's clearly the best running back in the backfield, but he's not getting all the work share yet. He should pretty soon. I'm going to start him as a flex. Allen Robinson, I'm going to fire up. Uh, Josh Norman just kind of seems like he's kind of toast at this point. Um, and the Bears defense, of course. Uh, but other than that, man, I don't. I'm not really feeling Tariq Cohen. Uh, he's basically a receiver at this point, which is mm-hmm. cool, and he might get a lot of work uh, if this game is is a uh, uh, competitive. But otherwise, not as a running back at all. Um, Mitch Trubisky looks fucking terrible, and I got to just kind of wear the egg so far. I had Mitch Trubisky on my top 15 by the time we were drafting. Really thought he was going to be a top 12 quarterback this year with his dual threat ability and, and second year with Nagy and all these weapons and all this other shit. But Anthony Miller is still yet to do anything, uh, which is very shocking to me. He's one of my uh, favorite options in the offseason too. Um, the running back core, we don't know what's going on with them. That defense is incredible, but the offense hasn't done shit uh, yet. And I'm really kind of worried about the Bears in general, but the only player that I'm Definitely starting is, is Allen Robinson. And then, the, you know, the other one, I guess, would be David Montgomery. But he's part of a three-headed monster uh, and high up, uh, high ceiling, of course, but kind of a low floor if, if uh, things don't go his way. Um, how do you feel about uh, Washington? There's not many options to even go with over there, huh? I'd say Chris Thompson, just because it's negative game script, they're going to get targets. 
Um, mm-hmm. And Terry McLaurin. Uh, Love it. Stud. That's a, he's so good. Like, that's crazy. Like, was he a fourth round pick? Maybe. Yeah, I think he was even earlier than that. I don't know, actually. I can't wait until Haskins plays with him because they played yep. at Ohio State. Like, it's, yeah, I don't know. Not much to say. I mean, it's a tough matchup, but I think you could definitely play him in the flex just due to target share. Awesome. I'm looking up Terry McLaurin really quick. His uh, draft. Maybe third, because maybe the team's traded up once, like, DK and all those guys after they went. Yeah, I'm looking for his uh, draft here right now. Because they took uh, Harvard. He was the. He was the 13th pick in the third round from Washington. So, That's kind of crazy. Yep. Uh, yeah, not many options. And uh, Adrian Peterson stumbled into the end zone last week. But, yeah, I'm um, not banking on that against the Bears. Not banking on that against the Bears either. Those are our uh, start sits for week three. After the break, we will get into our waiver ads and our all-in check or fold. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and you want to find us outside of the podcast, please like us and follow on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod on Twitter at TCK underscore pod on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Of course, you can drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. And please leave a rate and review on the podcast wherever you are listening. We do appreciate your feedback. And another reminder, make sure to visit our website, tckpod.com for my rankings and start sit articles from Lucas and much more there. And before we get into our waiver ads and all in check or fold, here's a quick word from our sponsor anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor's the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Week three waivers options. We're going to go each position here. I'm going to list off a grip of names per position, and I'm going to turn it over to Lucas, and he's going to give us uh, some extra insight on his favorite option per position. Let's start with the quarterback, uh, Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, and in super flex options, we mentioned Mason Rudolph earlier. Uh, Jones as well, um, and uh, we're going to go with Teddy. 
<laughs> Teddy, two gloves, baby. Uh, who who are some of your your quarterback, your favorite quarterback options here uh, in four waivers? And, of course, these are guys that are probably under waiver wire. Of course, all of these are going to be subjective to your league, your league settings, PPR, and all that kind of stuff. But for right now, we've got Josh Allen and Matt Stafford up at the top. Yeah, so like I say all the time, I always the way I approach waivers is I kind of look at it for a rest of season standpoint. So I think in non superflex, I think I would just go Josh Allen just because that rushing floor is there, um, and they will. I mean, it's more of an explosive offense. I think I'm just going to kind of bank on that rushing floor and the more explosiveness compared to Stafford, who should see a little aggression because he's kind of playing out of his mind. It's kind of yep secretly out of his mind. Um, Superflex, I think out of the Rudolph Jones and Teddy B, because I don't think any of those other guys would be available. I think I would lean Jones. Um, I Dude, what think- an epic trifecta. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like week three, oh, these are our Superflex waiver options. Mason Rudolph, Daniel Jones, and Teddy Bridgewater. I think that's incredible. I know. Like normally you'd think like it'd be like Flacco <laughs> or someone by here, but like Keenum, but like, yeah, it's and it's like three, like, <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterbacks too. Like it's crazy that yeah. they're just like done. Like because I I honestly don't know if any of these guys will play again. It's gonna be tough. You know, I I think like, I think I think Breeze will play again. I think he'll play if they don't put him on IR. He will play again, and I could see him coming back next year just because I don't think he's done. Ben I think was washed anyway, and now he's hurt uh, with with an injury that could just get worse and worse and worse. Breeze's thumb could get better. Him? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that doesn't yeah, mean anything if he's fucking done. Eli has been bad for five years, and now he's finally out. If Daniel Jones isn't terrible, then Eli's done. But I th- yeah, so I think when I would take Jones is because I think he has the little bit of, like, rushing floor that we don't really mm-hmm. think about. If that, like, I mean, he can run the ball. He showed it in college. Mm-hmm. Showed totally. a little in preseason, and that O-line is awful. So he's going to be scrambling out of his mind. <laughs> So I think he – I would give him the lean over the other three because um, teams are hurting, obviously, with those three going down. Running backs, um, there's a yeah. lot. It's kind of all – you can go through them all if you want. Raheem Mostert, Jalen Samuels, Chris Thompson, Adrian Peterson, Justin Jackson. Uh, my, my favorite right here, Mostert, who already showed uh, with the 49ers, and uh, Justin Jackson, like I said, just in case um, – you know, you want to have that handcuff. Everybody drafted uh, – everyone would have drafted Eckler even if Melvin Gordon was playing. So, Melvin Gordon's out. Have Justin Jackson be that handcuff. If he's still around, which he probably isn't so much under waivers, but if he's around, go pick him up. If anything happens to Eckler, Justin Jackson, I think he's just going to be what Austin Eckler is right mm-hmm. now, and he's he's free uh, if you can go get him. How about for yourself? Yeah, I think uh, like rest of the season standpoint, I think kind of how I look at it, like I said, I think Thompson and Jackson are more the leans – just because Thompson now, I don't think guys is going to play. He's going to get the solid uh, target floor. And then Jackson's more of just a handcuff role. As Mostert, they have so many running backs. Coleman could come back. You don't know. Like, I mean, it's just kind of a gamble compared to where you know Thompson's going to get the work. And Samuel's an AP. I just don't really think, even if you picked him up, they're ever going to play for you. Uh, moving on to wide receiver. James Washington, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, uh, Demarcus Robinson and uh, Hardman for the Chiefs. Um, Michael Hardman. So for me, James Washington's my dog. I mean, Debo Debo's a beast. And frankly, it's crazy to even think that Debo Samuel's still on waiver wires because he, I think he's the number one receiver <laughs> for San yeah, Francisco. The, the um, or soon, been or kind of all scrambled. 
Yeah, but he's he's a huge red zone threat. Oh yeah. Um, he's if anything happens to Marquise Goodwin, it's it's not even a question. We just talked about um, the lack of uh, the other weapons there for the 49ers in the receiving core. So um, I like him a lot. And Terry McLaurin, as you mentioned, uh, is is a great pickup there. How about the how about the Chiefs and DK though, man? Those are there's a lot on the receiver option right now this week. I don't think there is like a favorite to me. To be honest, I think the best strategy if you're in a fab league would to not bid and just get the cheapest one. Like, honestly, I think I, mean, I think people are going to bid really high on Marcus Robinson. This, that's just how it is. He put up 30 points or whatever. 170 people, fucking yeah, that's yards. So yeah. like, he's not even that good. I think <laughs> people are going to bid a lot of McLaurin. Maybe Washington, if they accidentally stumble upon a Twitter thing about how he played with Mason Rudolph in college or something. And, <laughs> Yeah. How he did in preseason. So I think you're better off just kind of waiting, let the waivers run through, and then maybe snagging someone for like two or three fab. Because I think all of these guys kind of have the same um, impact weekly on your team. Fair enough. Let's go to the tight ends. Will Disley, Greg Olson, and Jason Witten. We got two, two, uh, two old-timers, potential Hall of Famers, and uh, Will Disley coming off a brutal injury, but back for the Seahawks. Two touchdowns this last week. Who's your favorite uh, tight end pickup yeah. now? I think it's Brian Olson. I don't really think there's an argument, although Witten could catch a touchdown every week, like we were saying. Uh, but I think Olson's the the no doubt, especially if Cam's out. Kyle is it Kyle Allen? I think it's the quarterback. That's uh, no one good. We'll just look at the tight end over the <laughs> middle just for checkdowns. I, mean, I, ho- I thought it was gonna be Will Greer. I was so bummed when I saw it wasn't. He wasn't Dude. the backup. Will Greer's my dog. I made a crazy call earlier in the season that Cam Newton would straight up be benched or get hurt and be out Dude. for the season. One he of the not, two. You might just like. He could retire, honestly. He's kind of old. I mean, if he's, if he's really that banged up to where he can't run in the middle of the game, like. Dude, he can't throw either. Yeah, and I, I feel bad. I feel like I feel like all I've done for two years on this podcast is just fucking completely make fun of Cam Newton, which is bullshit <laughs> because that's not legit and that's not really who I am. Unfortunately, it's just the time frame of, of, of this podcast of like Cam Newton's been rough and people still drafted him as like a top – you know, eight quarterback and turn mm-hmm. him early and, you know, gave me a bunch of shit in my rankings when I had him like QB 17 or something, people were going nuts. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like that. just pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Like I know who Cam Newton used to be. That's amazing. He's not anymore. That's yeah. my problem. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. Olsen is great. Cause he gives you that, uh, that, um, yardage yardage upside yeah. too, where Witten oh, yeah. doesn't Witten is going to run an eight yard curl, catch the ball and fall on the ground. He doesn't get hit anymore, and, you know, he shouldn't. He's fucking old, and I wouldn't want to either. But Olsen is still a beast. Fucking, like, broke his face uh, in the middle of the game, had a bloody nose and shit. Olsen's a beast. Yeah, he is. And and Will Disley, too, uh, for, for Seattle there. Let's get into a couple of defenses, and then we'll go into our trade um, segment here. Uh, just a couple defenses to note if they're still out there. Patriots, um, who uh, get the Jets. Cowboys get the, uh, get the uh, Dolphins. Um, 49ers get a, a, a kind of a new Steelers regime. We'll see how that happens. And then the Packers, man, I, you know, Packers get the Broncos and again, uh, no hate to your boys, but on offense, they are struggling. And that game is in Lambeau field. Packers have looked really good actually on defense so far in two games. So if those four defenses are around, um, make sure you go uh, scoop up one of those guys, anybody else on the waiver wire, Lucas, that uh, we skipped over potentially and make sure, um, can you give the uh, listeners another heads up of where they can find that? Yeah. So I, there's no one else. I don't think to add uh, tckpod.com, uh, all lowercase. That is where we have 
your rankings, your weekly rankings. I need to check to see how like accurate you've been. I mean, I haven't. I don't really know how to do that, but I'll, I'll keep checking that, and I'll, we can kind of recap that every week. I would and love you can that. Have are the articles as well, and then we are in talks of starting YouTube soon. So if you, uh, I guess, are in favor of that, message us on Instagram or something. Out kind of make it obvious that you would like YouTube and then we'll get that rolling. Yeah. We've been talking about it for a while and it's really just come down to um, accessibility and, and, you know, infrastructure, but I would love to have a YouTube channel eventually. And if we don't pull it off this year, then my goal is to get it going next year for sure. But make sure you check out uh, my rankings. We skipped over my rankings this episode. Uh, We wanted to dive deeper into these games. We want to dive deeper into the waiver wire for you. You can check out all my rankings on the website, as Lucas said, and make sure you check out his articles too. He puts in a lot of time, effort, and energy into uh, those weekly articles as well. So make sure you check that out, tckpod.com. And let's end it out here with some trade talk, man. Um, Every single week until the trade deadlines in November, we are going to go through all in, check or fold. Reminder, all in is trade for that player. Check is just kind of hang on and wait for them. Fold is that we want to trade them away. So once again, we're going to go uh, section by section, I'm going to start in all in. Lucas, I'm going to just blast through this entire name, and I want you to pick out a couple of guys here that you want to focus on and we could talk about, and then we will carry on. You and I believe that we should – we created this list together. We think you should trade for Mike Evans, Aaron Jones. Patriots defense made the list, which is interesting. <laughs> we can talk about that. Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, Leonard Fournette and John Ross. Why don't you pick a couple names out of that list and we can break those down. All right. I'll start with the Patriots defense. You don't really see that very often. Um, well, I'm just going to start off. Their next five games are the Jets, Bills, Redskins, Giants, Jets. Oof. The best quarterback they're going to play is Josh Allen. And no, not like knocking Josh Allen, but it's not like Josh Allen's going to throw up for 350 yards on them. Nope. And uh, I mean, I guess the way you can – this more applies to if someone's not really paying attention, I guess, if that, if that makes sense. So just toss them, like, I don't know, your Cowboys defense who plays the Miami Dolphins and give them, shoot, I don't know, like Greg Olson or something, someone that doesn't really need to be on your team and you set a defense for the next five weeks. Because defense matters. As much as I hate having defense in fantasy leagues, it matters. I'm, I'm 100% with you, man. Like, I always I say have- that if you play, if you play defense and kickers – you might as well have good ones. So don't fuck around and, and, and wait forever and pick shitty ones because it will mm-hmm. affect your team. I totally agree with like, you. I, past defenses put up like 35 for me last week or something crazy like that. Like it's, I mean, I won by like 70 in that league, but they put up, <laughs> like it was crazy. Um, can I think who else? The big ones. John Ross. Actually, I just added him on there when we were talking about it and sort of interview or talk with AJ Green. He was kind of questioning when people were saying six to eight weeks because he, he does not think he thinks that's like too little of a uh, return time. So he is a little, I guess, realistic about the return, I think you could say, because it was six to eight weeks minimum. And then he's kind of saying that it's not going to be that minimum. So John Ross, I mean, as long as AJ Green's out, he's not going to put up the 20 game rate he's been putting up, but he's definitely going to be uh, startable. And you could sell it to someone like AJ Green's coming back soon or something like that because they'll believe yep. you uh Aaron Jones is another big one too I think what do you have 23 carries last week yeah you might be a week too late though last week was the was the week to get him I had mentioned you know Tay Tay Adams and Aaron Jones uh and even Aaron Rodgers and 
all of a sudden, you know, now it's like, okay, well, Aaron Jones finally broke out. That's what we were waiting for. Might be a little too late. I guess I do do have Rodgers and I put after this week. So if they do, if the Broncos stall them a little bit like they should, uh, whatever, Monday, Tuesday, go in and just attack the owners of those teams. Get those two because the rest of their schedule is super easy. Uh, Mike Evans, that's kind of an obvious one just because he's going to break out here soon. He's top five in air yards. And I think he's like top 10 in average depth of target. So it's it's coming. He's a sick week one and dropped a touchdown week two. Ooh, I don't even – Kyler, I think, kind of like what I was saying, he just had a hard start to the, what, Baltimore and Detroit. He's pretty good against the quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. they're throwing the ball 40 times a game. So it's – He's still a, he's still a rookie quarterback with a rookie oh, head coach yeah. in a new system. I mean, Kyler's going to be a beast, man. I mean, if, if you could – yeah, Kyler – I think Kyler's yeah, going to be great. Yeah, just try and flip the quarterback or something. Uh, yep. And then you put Ridley. I mean – Well, Calvin Ridley's an animal, dude. Yeah, I mean, dude. he fucking – he and Julio Jones. I, for, for the for the old-timers out there that were playing fantasy football like, you know, 10 years ago, Roddy White and Julio Jones, uh, when Julio Jones yeah. was a, a newcomer in the league, both of them were beasts every single week. And finally, Julio Jones has a compliment. Um Muhammad Sanu has always been like a really good NFL receiver and a great third receiver on that team, but not much in fantasy outside of injury. And Calvin Ridley now, of course, he showed off with 10 touchdowns as a rookie last year, but dude, he's just as good or better this year. And everyone was screaming uh, regression. Kid's legit. And uh, him and Julio on the outside, man, they're both just really, really good. Uh, so Calvin Ridley, I mean, I think just with Julio Jones catching that uh, screen pass for the long touchdown to end the game, he's got three touchdowns all of a sudden after eight weeks of not catching a touchdown last year. All of the eyes are on Julio right now. I think you might be able to go in and swoop Ridley. But I'm telling you right now, this is your last week to do it. Oh, if he yeah. catches another 100 yards or a touchdown, Ridley's going to be, you know, borderline wide receiver one or two in, <laughs> in lineups. Uh, so – Go get Ridley now if you can. And then Leonard Fournette, I think it's just a matter of – you mentioned it earlier. Yep, snap share. If he, if he falls in the end zone, if he actually crosses the goal line, gets three more inches in that game and they win that game, it's a totally different uh, narrative on Leonard Fournette and the Jags and everything else. So Leonard Fournette's going to be just fine. He gets the ball every fucking snap. Um, you know, Minshew's, uh, you know, fine, uh, but he's just not super good yet and they don't have a ton of uh, – options elsewhere in that offense so the offense is going to run through Leonard Fournette as long as he stays healthy uh, I think he will be just fine so go get Leonard Fournette if you can as well let's go into the check section this is the players that we're going to kind of wait on so we're not quite trading them away we're not quite trading for them we just want to see some more um, see how things develop here Uh, the two big names at the top Juju Smith-Schuster and Michael Thomas of course this just has to do with uh, the quarterback situation now in New Orleans and Pittsburgh Um, I don't think much needs to be said there we both know that they're all pro receivers but if they're not going to get their work and you can sell them on name value uh, for you know maybe a, a wide receiver two with upside or something like that, you know, I would, I would look at doing that. Um, Lamar Jackson, uh, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon. I'll let you talk about those two guys, carry on Johnson, OJ Howard, and Joe Mixon. I'm going to go over Lamar, carry on OJ and Mixon. I'll let you talk about the chargers. Lamar Jackson really quick. Obviously he's playing out of his mind. He's playing excellent. I think he's playing up to his potential, which I didn't expect this ridiculous, but I, I've seen it in him in college, and I'm excited that he's playing at this. His, his uh, 
schedule gets more difficult as he goes on and he's going to become less and less of a secret throughout the league. So if you can sell him super high right now for something else, um, you know, just consider that potentially. And then carry on Johnson again, not getting the huge work share, but we didn't expect that coming in. Right. Cause he said he wasn't going to be a 20, a 20 touchdown or 20 touchdown, 20 touch uh, back. But um, carry on looks great when he does get the ball, a nice 30 plus yard touchdown. Uh, he is getting the lion's share there uh, like that. Um, uh, pun on accident there, but nonetheless, uh, the uh, carry on Johnson looks great. I'm going to go get him for cheap because he hasn't put up big numbers yet, but he is an RB two every single week with RB one upside. OJ Howard, it's just a matter of time, dude. He's too talented. Um, I don't know what the hell is going on. I've started him two year, two weeks in a row. I'm going to start him again this week in my league of record, and he has goose egged me twice. It's just a matter of time. He's super talented. I think he'll be fine, just like Mike Evans when everyone gets on the same system there. And then Joe Mixon again, worried about that injury. If you have other options, you can shop Joe Mixon as name value. I'm worried about that offensive line. I'm worried about the Bengals in general. If he's your only you, option, I would sit on him. What do you What do you even think you could like at most that you could pull out of someone for Joe Mixon? That's at most, there. I don't really know if it's going to get any better for him. Oof. I mean, right now, like James right, White. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Something like that. Chris Thompson, James White. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could definitely get better than Chris Thompson. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. James, James White. I mean, you know, Sonny Michelle, maybe even. I don't know. Because, like, the upside's still there for Mixon if he's healthy yeah. in that offense. You I'm just, just – I'm gut out the – Exactly. He did it last year, top ten running back. So yep. I'm, I'm worried about – I love Joe Mixon. He's an uber talent, but I'm, I'm worried about that. Uh, why don't you crush out the Chargers real quick, and we'll get into the full category. All right, so for the Chargers, I'm kind of in the same dilemma because I have Eckler in one of my uh, like big big leagues. I think it really comes down to what you believe or when you believe he's going to come back. I, I seriously don't – I don't think he's going to come back. I guess that's kind of how I'm approaching it because there hasn't been any information about it, nothing. It just reminds me of the Le'Veon Bell situation from last year. So I think we, – we have this in the check category because obviously – if Gordon comes back, Gordon's the running back one. But if he doesn't, Eckler's the running back one. So it's kind of – I don't know if I'm moving any of them right now. I think I'd maybe trade for Gordon, maybe. I just don't – I mean, I would flip Mixon for Gordon, I think. That'd be, that, that's actually a trade that I think I would do. There you go. But, yeah. That's risky. That's risky as hell. A lot of people were doing that, that kind of shit with Le'Veon Bell last year. Shoot, I might actually go do that because I have Mixon as my running back three. <laughs> That's actually oh, – I just thought of that. That's pretty cool. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it would just be more of a hold and wait type deal and kind of go with your gut on when you think he's going to come back because really no one knows when he's going to walk in the door and play football except for him. Right. I agree with you. So those are our those are our check and wait uh, category there. Juju, Michael Thomas, Lamar Jackson, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, on Johnson, O.J. Howard, and Joe Mixon. And last but not least, our fold category. These are players we're looking to trade away. Cam Newton, James Conner, Alvin Kamara, uh, Eric Ebron, and Derek Henry. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I'll just talk about really quick. This is strictly based on – I mean, he he's one of my favorite backs in the entire league, favorite players in the entire league. But not having Drew Brees for six weeks and maybe even more is going to seriously downgrade this entire offense. The biggest thing that I worry about with Alvin Kamara is just the check down that Brees has, the trust that, you know, when Brees looks at Thomas, looks down the field again, looks at Traquan Smith really quick, nobody's open. Kamara's always wide open in the flat, and you know he's going to pick up 15 yards on accident because he never gets tackled. 
Um, that's not going to happen with Teddy, I don't think. And I don't think they're going to use him as a bruiser because they have uh, Latavius Murray if they want to turn the offense into that. So, I mean, Kamara's still a top 10 back, probably like top 10 upside weekly, but he's not going to be top three, four every single week. Um, And I could see him having straight up dud games like he did this week. I'm really worried about that. And this is the last week I think you could really sell him at name value before he uh, maybe, you know, falls falls from the sky uh unfortunately i hope it doesn't happen i love Alvin Kamara, but uh could be you know you could really maybe capitalize on on something like that i don't know um and then you know james connor is another guy that it just kind of i'm worried about the uh worried about the steelers as well would you do Kamara for like aaron jones and say mike evans 100 percent. okay i just i think it's kind of when you think so high, people are thinking like, oh, McCaffrey. Like, you could maybe pull off McCaffrey. Cool. And, well, after after last week's game, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, I mean, think-, think about it. After, after the first week, Kamara and McCaffrey were the same. Beaston. After the second week, they both shit the bed. So, you can – they were both kind of the same there, too. And maybe you could, you know? If anyone's listened to this podcast and heard me talk about how much I think the fucking Panthers are terrible – then they might want to get rid of McCaffrey. I'm not saying get rid of McCaffrey. Um, we've seen, you know, great running backs be good on shitty teams, a la Saquon Barkley. But, yes, Kamara, I mean, dude, I think that would be a great trade if you could pull that off. Kamara he, for, for Aaron Jones and uh, Mike Evans, that would be a steal, dude. Yeah, I just think – so say Drew Brees, say their quarterback next year is Teddy B. Does Kamara get drafted top four or does he fall, like, towards no. the end of round one? Like – well, of course, it, of course, of course, it depends on how he, he how he how he actually does with Teddy, but I would say right now on what I saw on Sunday in just a half, if he plays like that, dude, he's going to be maybe top ten. Yeah, I think like Bell's over him. Eckler this year is going to be over him, but in general, Gordon would be over him. Oh, dude, yeah, I mean Chubb, carry on, uh, John uh, Jones. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, dude, so- all sorts of guys. Connor Cook, fucking. You know, there's there's all sorts of options. I think I'm I'm worried about it. You know, again, I don't hate Alvin Kamara. I'm not saying just fucking give him away, uh, but you know, he's he's maybe a big name you can work on. Uh, Cam Newton, again, I just mentioned if you still have any trade value in him, you might have, you might have to drop him. Go get something. Uh, and then Eric Ebron, just you know, touchdown or bust. Uh, this is what we were worried about when uh, Luck retired. So worried there. And then Derrick Henry, um, this is really a name value situation. Uh, you know, you might be able to do like, dude, a Camara and Derrick Henry kind of a thing where you could have drafted those guys first and fourth round or something. You can maybe flip one that package for a Zeke or McCaffrey or Saquon or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That would be insane. But I would take that trade, to be honest with you. Sounds I'm, kind of crazy, but I think I'm, I would go for that. I'm looking at the listener league right now to trade Kamara. See what I can <laughs> There you go. Awesome, man. Any other uh, trade targets or anybody you're sitting on or anybody else you want to trade away that we did not cover? Uh, no, I don't think. No, I don't think. I think it's about it. Um, yeah, I don't think. I guess it was an interesting thing if the fantasy footballers, if any of you guys listened to it, they were talking about if they would trade like Lamar Jackson and say player for Patrick Mahomes. Do you think – obviously Mahomes is better, but do you think – I mean – Lamar has been putting up the same amount of points. Do you think his, uh, I guess, is what he's doing right now sticks for the rest of the year? No. And do I think Mahomes throws 50 touchdowns again at 
Absolutely. <laughs> he's like 60. Like, he's, he's, yeah, he might throw 80. I don't fucking know, dude. He's a monster. And, think, and Lamar Jackson's playing out of his mind, which is great. But I think Lamar Jackson is playing at his ceiling right now. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is just playing at where he plays. It's fucking stupid, mm-hmm. dude. He throws 400 yards and four touchdowns every week. And he does it with 20 yards last week and they won dude, by like 20 points. <laughs> different, different weapons. He, he did all of his damage in one quarter. I mean, the kid, you know, he's yeah, ridiculous. Um, yes, I would flip Lamar Jackson and whoever else for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it'd have to be a significant piece, but yeah, I think it'd still be worth it. I would do it. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod and on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. And make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sit column. If you've gained any value from this episode, please leave a rate and review on the podcast and give us a like and a follow on social medias. It really does make a difference for us and we much appreciate it. Make the most of the rest of your day and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Lucas Kaser, I'm Scott Guasco and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.